0: Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast. Before we get to our guests, special shout out to Cruise Consulting. We do all your startup accounting, startup taxes, and tons of consulting. We're kind of whatever comes up, like financial models, budget actuals, maybe some state registration, sales tax, VC, due diligence support, whatever comes up for your company. We're there for you. 750 clients strong now. $10 $10 billion in capital raised by our clients. I can't believe it. $2 billion this year. It's been a crazy, awesome year. So check us out at cruiseconsulting.com. And now on to our guest. So when your troubles are mounting, in tax or accounting, you go to cruise. Founders and Friends with your host, Scotty. Oh. Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orrin at Cruise Consulting. And my very special guest today is Luke Hutchison from Perfect Venue. Welcome, Luke.
1: Thank you very much for having me on the show, Scott.
0: Oh, my pleasure. I've I've, I've always enjoyed talking to you since I still remember like the first time we ever talked on the phone. And I'll share some of my observations of that real fast and after you go. But uh, maybe tell everyone, it was a pleasure. It was an awesome call. And I was like, I think that guy's gonna be successful. <laughs> like I have these little premonitions when I'm talking to new clients. And uh, so maybe you could tell everyone what you're going to be successful in, which is Perfect Venue and how you had the idea for it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Perfect Venue, it's very similar to uh, Airbnb or OpenTable, but for private event spaces um, at restaurants. So you know, if you're looking to book a party, uh, anywhere from like 20 to 200 folks, um, we basically provide that backend tool uh, for the venues to uh, easily manage inquiries, send proposals, get paid, track tasks. Uh, it's basically a very focused uh, CRM or private events at restaurants, which is something we're really excited about. It's about $300 billion or so is spent each year at just US restaurants, uh, full service restaurants specifically. Uh, about 30% of that is private events, so around $80 billion or so. And um, our tool basically digitized that whole process. So the vast majority of that money is you know, handled offline on spreadsheets and Word documents and things like that. We provide a nice end-to-end tool to make it really easy.
0: It's such a smart idea. Like I was actually thinking, we did one of our portfolio, our, uh, our clients, uh, Arc Ventures, um, oh, yeah. uh, which does like lending for startups and, and Cruz sponsored an event together at a restaurant in San, or it was a, like a club in San Francisco, I'm forgetting the name, but it's one of the, it's one of the clubs. And there were, you're right, there was like a lot going on back and forth and we weren't even, we were just kind of like writing a check and not having to handle all the logistics but I'm sure like having a platform like Perfect Venue, the people who are planning the event maybe don't even realize that that the event space is using Perfect Venue. But I'm sure it makes everyone's life easier to get out of those spreadsheets and have everything like documented in a workflow, very clear what needs to happen next and
1: make sure everything gets to where it needs to go. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's that's definitely the goal. And I'm um, kind of how Perfect Venue came to be uh, prior to starting it. Um, I was actually in the army uh, for five years. And in between deployments to Afghanistan, we'd have these social events for our unit for like anywhere from 100 all the way up to 800 folks, you know, for like the leaders and their spouses and things like that. Um, and then I was also planning like a monthly drink and think where you'd like get together like 30 folks at a bar and uh, drink and think. <laughs> and um, it was just always, <laughs> it was awesome. always a nightmare trying to find a book of venue, you know, making like, just like you were talking about, right? Like making all these phone calls, sending all these emails, you know, things would go unanswered. Even if I did know the person there, like they may, you know, they swap out pretty frequently in the hospitality industry, you know, kind of bouncing from place to place. I mean, yeah, just the whole process was a nightmare Then I learned that on the, the venue side and the restaurant side, they were they were equally frustrated. You know, there's wasting um, hours every day doing these like tedious, repetitive tasks and not able to focus on what they do best, which is provide world class hospitality, um, you know, not do all these like tedious admin tasks. So that's something that really excites us. It helps uh, both the folks uh, booking the venue and also the businesses themselves. On average, they tell us that they save about 12 hours per week, then also see a revenue increase of more than 40% for their private events business. And it's not magic. It's just when you have everything in one tool and it's really easy to follow up and close deals and get get more events, it's just much better than a uh, manual offline process.
0: That's amazing. Also, I feel like in the restaurant business, because I I worked in a restaurant, Mm -hmm. Vanessa worked in a restaurant. There was a lot of turnover in restaurants too. So I'm assuming that like, I'm assuming like perfect venue is like almost like a, it's a a software tool, but it's got like, the inherent process mapping inside of the app. And so like, a new person who joins a restaurant who's going to be in charge of like the event booking and things like that, kind of like, can use the tool and know exactly how things go at that place. And get them up to speed faster, right? Yeah, no,
1: absolutely. I mean, it's it's in a way, it's kind of like training wheels, where it's like by by just using the product, yeah. we're we're going to make you a better sales manager. And and often, if you think about it uh, from a restaurant standpoint, it's like quite a bit different than what they normally do, right? It's like they normally use like you know people show up, they put in tickets, they order the food, like everything is basically same day. You know, it's very very quick. Everything is kind of through you know their point of sale system. But events are a very different workflow. It's like. The sales process right and they're yeah. selling their event space that's thousands of dollars the sale process is often over the course of months there's a lot of different details there's negotiations you know it's pretty complicated and you know for a lot of restaurants they just don't have the bandwidth to like you know really like train someone and you know get them like fully up to speed and so you kind of need a software tool like ours where you can take somebody that maybe they haven't really been trained but they can pretty quickly you know figure out what to do and it'll nudge them towards the right uh, behaviors, And then I think to your point as well with the turnover, it's like, you know, if you, you've you been working with an event sales manager at a restaurant and then they leave and they've been working on your event, but your event is that next month, like the odds that that next person is going to like have all the information or that the emails are going to be, is like pretty low. And so, it, you know, a lot yeah. of things fall through the cracks and then restaurants have to do refunds because people are upset. Whereas with our system, it's just like a nice system of record, uh, CRM with everything in one spot. And so if somebody leaves, you know, it's just, it's plug and play. And you can have that same consistent amazing guest experience across the board
0: the system of record is such a great point because then they're not digging through email or scratch pads or whatever right you know the other thing about the the event business so different is that like there's all this like pre-ordering and pre-tastes and what what the tables are going to look like or what the decoration is going to look like and and then everything's delivered on one day one day it's like there's so many more details than just like a normal hey you know our family shows up at a restaurant wants to eat dinner and we kind of slot into the normal processes yeah. so it, it makes it makes so much sense what you're building it's really cool
1: thanks man yeah no, I, I appreciate it so we've got come a long ways but still have a long ways to go so we're excited to help uh more, many more restaurants and venues and we talk a lot about restaurants they are about 50 percent of our customers but the other 50 percent, i mean breweries, distilleries, wineries, museums, libraries, I mean, antique stores that have a cool back space, Uh, you know, maybe if Cruise Consulting, I don't know, maybe we need it, you guys got a cool office, we can get you on there. Uh, But you know, any place where you can, you know, have a group for 20 to 200 folks. Um, you know, they use our software. And down the road, we plan to uh, make it possible for folks looking to uh, book, you know, space from our customers, make it easy for them uh, to find and book a venue. But for right now, we're like yeah. laser focused on just helping uh, the venues uh, manage their existing business better.
0: I love it. When And we were I was talking about when you first we first had our first conversation, you were kind of interesting because you were, you didn't go out and raise like a ton of money right away. Like, I forget how much you started, but I think it was like, Two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or something like that, right? Like it was a pretty small amount of angel money that you used to kind of get the business going. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. I think that was when we were like midway through our our pre seed raise. We we ended the raise with like seven hundred and fifty K. Yeah. But yeah, no, it was definitely, you know, we were okay. yeah, we were working and and but yeah, still seven hundred and fifty K. I mean, I guess now pre seed rounds can sometimes be, you know, north of one or two million. But yeah, pretty, pretty cash efficient. And yeah, just kind of grinding it out. And I mean, Cruz has been like such an awesome partner throughout all of this and especially for myself, like coming from, you know, not a business background, um, it's been really like awesome to have, you know, an excellent, uh, you know, financial partner to kind of you know, make sure that all of our books are good to go. Oh, and, thanks, man. you know, really set us up uh, for, our, I mean, our seed raise uh, was raised that real quick. And I think a lot of that, you know, is because we had everything was clean. There was no skeletons in the closet. And, you know, you guys did an awesome job uh, taking care of us.
0: Uh, thanks, I really appreciate it. was super nice. You didn't You didn't have to do a commercial for us. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. But what, to- was, what was, was kind of interesting about, I think because we never raise money and there is like a whole thing about like staying focused when you don't have a ton of cash, like you can't afford to like be unfocused. You know what I mean? And I always thought I always got that vibe from you. The other thing is COVID hit, like correct me if I'm wrong, but COVID hit like pretty, pretty quickly after you raised your pre-seed, right? Like I feel like, it was bang, bang. Or how, how much time did you have after you raised your pre-seed before COVID?
1: Yeah, not, not a lot. I mean, literally November, December of 2019, that's when we kind of hit our hit our goal. Of, uh, 500K was the original goal, but then we oversubscribed around the And then, yeah, January, February, we took in a couple more checks uh, and then COVID hit. And yeah, I used to joke with our investors like that, you know, hey, if, if they at least lit their money on fire, it would have uh, produced heat, but, uh, you know, instead of putting it into perfect venue. But, um, <laughs> Uh, all of COVID were just basically, you know, coding, improving the product, you know, laying the foundation. And then so when we came um, out of, uh, you know, COVID started to kind of subside, uh, we just came out swinging and, you know, really, really uh, hit the ground running uh, with a with a pretty solid product. Had a lot of iteration to do, but it actually, you know, I mean, it ended up working out all right for us, um, but you just got to kind of got to figure it out as you go. So.
0: I don't think COVID was a blessing for anybody and a right. lot of people went through a lot of, yeah you know, suffering. But it gave you this window to like really focus on what you're building and not get distracted. You probably would have been trying to like close clients earlier, or just you know, or the classic, "Hey, I just talked to this company. They want this feature, so we got to add it right now." You know, even though that's a distraction, it turns out like it's it's a weird. It was like actually nice to that it allowed you to focus on building the the product you know you knew the market needed.
1: Yeah, no, definitely, definitely uh, some silver linings for sure. So.
0: Did you also feel like when you when kind of the the restaurant or event space industry came out of COVID, I would I would think that like people had been kind of like times were tough, yeah. So yeah. like additional revenue streams or like that additional booking is actually becomes very valuable. Did you f- find like a sense of urgency from your customer base of like no 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 we need we need perfect venue now yeah because we cannot mess around for another three months because we we haven't been generating revenue for a year you know or something like that do you get that sense of urgency for oh yeah your, your customers yeah
1: no absolutely I mean I think for a lot of restaurants you know they they adopted open table you know in the late 90s and then may or may not have built a website in the intervening 20 years <laughs> and then with covid you know I think a lot of uh restaurants really realized that like woke up and realized, like hey if we want to you know if we want to be a profitable enterprise and we want to continue forward we need to like you know, get some good systems in place and digitize our operations. Um, and I think you saw that across the board with DoorDash, yeah. with Toast. I mean, all restaurant technology companies across the board, seven shifts, you know, um, all have been growing really quickly because so you have just this massive part of the economy that was that was largely offline and not nearly as digitized as as other aspects. Um, and then there was also the staffing shortage. Um, that followed COVID, and I would argue that was almost a bigger crisis for restaurants because, you know, at COVID there was the loans everybody knew about it. Obviously, not great, but the staffing crisis has just been kind of this lingering challenge uh, for a lot of places, and so they've been looking to use software um, because our our tools save them so much time. You know, now they're able to have like their marketing person do like marketing and events, or a general oh, manager man. can do events. You know, and so they can hold off on on hiring that full time person longer. Uh, which allows the business to be be more resilient. Um, and then it's also like about 30% of their revenue, but it's, uh, it's their most profitable revenue stream. So it may be 30% of the revenue, but like 40, 50% plus of their profits. And then it also serves a really nice marketing function, right, it's like, you know, if you go to a restaurant, Scott, you have a good time, and then, you know, just you know about it. But if you bring the whole cruise team and 100 people have a good time, those people are gonna probably come back, right, as like, you know, walk in traffic later or order delivery, yeah. Um, and so you know there's no better Word of mouth. better marketing than, yeah. than that so um yeah we just seen like a surge i mean we, we didn't even have a full-time salesperson um you know when we went into our seed raise, we were just seeing like really really strong demand from the market uh, for what we were building
0: you made a bunch of really smart points there but the the one that like really lashed my brain was like letting the manager or letting the marketing right. person handle the event management bookings. Cause like, I remember I worked in the, and this is like when I was you know a teenager before college, but like the manager did wear a lot of hats and, but, but if this, if you're if perfect venue can make them so much more efficient. And then oftentimes that at least restaurants, I don't know about other event spaces, but the restaurant, the managers have like real like profit participation incentive plans. Yep. Like the the guys I used to work for, like they really cared about how the restaurant was doing every single night. Yep. And they had like a lot of real time data yeah. on what the what the you know seatings were and and average ticket size and things like that. So I'm betting that you can give them that on their event space business as well, which they probably love.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, for a lot of them, they're just flying blind. You know, they're they're doing things on spreadsheets and, and things like yeah. that. And it's not their fault. They're just not uh, there are other solutions out there in the market, but they're they're quite a bit more expensive. They're quite a bit more complicated. They're they're great if you're you know a large chain or Ruth Chris or something like that. But for the full service restaurant market, it's largely independent restaurants and small hospitality groups. And so it yeah makes it a lot easier for them. And then they can can grow with it. So you know once as they get busier and as they add more locations and they do want to hire a full time sales manager or multiple full time sales managers. Um, you know, our, our product makes it very easy to add those locations and then add additional users. And so, um, you know, you can really, really grow with it, you know, whether you're just opening up or you have, you know, a dozen locations across several states.
0: Hey, it's Scott on at Cruise Consulting, taking a quick pit stop to give some of the groups at Cruise a big shout out.
1: First up is our
0: tax team. Amazing. They can do your federal and state income tax returns, R&D tax credits, sales tax help, anything you need for state registrations. They do it all. And we're so grateful for all their awesome work. Also, our finance team is doing amazing work now. They build financial models, budget actuals, and help your company navigate the VC due diligence process. I guess our tax team does that too on the tax side, but the finance team is doing great work. And then, you know, I think everyone kind of knows our accounting team is pretty awesome, but want to give them a shout out too. Thanks. And back to the guest. You touched on it briefly, but like, I can totally see a world where, and we're not breaking any news here or anything like that, but like, where I love going to a certain restaurant and I can book through a uh, perfect venue as well for an event, yeah. you know, I could totally see how that would make sense. Like, you know, so that's, so you just got, you're in a great spot. I'm really happy for you. You built something really cool. Thank you. There's another, like a digression from perfect venue, which is you have a really interesting blog that you do. Do you want to kind of tell the audience about it and what, what it's all about?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So. Um, yeah, it kind of happened accidentally, I would say. So um, one of the things like in the in the military and, and things like that, big emphasis on like reflection and writing, you know, to kind of reflect on different processes to to improve them. And when I was uh, fundraising the first time, it was really difficult. Like I was coming out of the military, didn't really uh, know a whole lot of folks like in, in uh, Silicon Valley or just like tech in general. And it was a really challenging raising money. And so I just started journaling about the process to kind of like, you know, reflect each week on what was working and what wasn't. Um, and then I had, you know, as we did start to have success, other like founders were reaching out to me, especially like, you know, folks like myself, who's like, you know, dads weren't a VC or they didn't, you know, work at Uber or something. And, you know, kind of have that, that pedigree, you know, just asked me like, Hey, you know, what worked? And so I then started taking those notes and kind of put them into something, um, you know, a little bit easier to digest. And it was a Google doc and a Google doc is just, you know, not, not exactly ideal. So I put it onto on a blog and, um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun to try and, you know, help other first time founders, you know, try and uh, get that first check, which can be can be really challenging. But uh, my goal is like, I think just, you know, meet so many great founders that have so many great ideas that make like the world like you know, cliche, but the world a better place. So, you know, they, they make things easier and better. Right. Yeah. I and mean, we're, we're all yeah. we're all trying to do that. And I think it's a really big bummer if you know people aren't able to get their you know make their products a reality if they if it's just simply a lack of like fundraising skills or connections or whatever. And so hopefully this kind of helps some folks uh, learn from my mistakes. I love it. I subscribe to the Substack version of it. What's that, what's it called? I'm just a first time founder. And yeah, if you Google first time founder, founder, founder and Substack, it should be uh, up there. Yeah, it's
0: really good. It is awesome that you're passing it on and. Some of the – like I think I told you this last time we talked, but like a lot of the – from my business school days, a lot of the most successful founders were actually military backgrounds. That's right. Because I think there's like this real sense of – I am i didn't serve, so I don't actually know. But like a lot of those folks came and they had seen like real stuff in life, you know, and they were like – extra motivated than maybe there's the folks who worked in investment banking or consulting or something like that they also had a real sense of like organization and structure and I was actually just as you were talking about all the writing you do I was thinking of one of my favorite entrepreneurs Mark Frank of Sondermind, who was who I was we were a cruise client for a long time and I was fortunate to invest in them and he's built an amazing company at Sondermine but his investor letters are like the best. It's like Warren Buffett quality stuff, nice. you know? And it, and I didn't know that like the military puts a lot of emphasis on writing and reflection, but it makes sense like reading Mark stuff and reading your blog. Cause I've subscribed to the Substack for a while. It makes a lot of sense. It's really cool. Thank
1: you. Yeah. No, I, I enjoy it a lot. I think it's, you know, it's like you, you have like an unformed idea or uncertainty about something. You just start writing and by the process of writing and like forcing yourself to to communicate, you know, in a, in a logical and coherent way to another, you know, person or, or, you know, group of people that really kind of get you get that clarity of thought, uh, which I, I really enjoy. But yeah, it's always, you know, it's always hit or miss when things get busy and stuff with perfect venue, which they, they always are. Um, it, yeah, probably not the most consistent sub stacker out there. But uh, yeah, try and try and That's push okay. out some, some things That's a media
0: sub stack. They just email to you. Yeah, you exactly. don't have to check it all the time. They just send you an email. Yeah. That's what I love about nice it. Nice and simple you know? stuff. It's also, I think there's also another piece of your writing which is cool in that you have very strong, like you know who you're writing for, because you, and yes, first time founders, that kind of stuff. But I, I, in my various conversations with you, you've always referenced like folks that have, are coming from the military and things like that. So I feel like you actually, probably as you're writing it, typing it, you know exactly who you're talking to. Yeah, yeah. Which is which is also a strength. It comes across.
1: Thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, just trying to think, you know, just all those like basics of when I was, you know, all the mistakes I made of, you know, talking to, talking to a VC where their fund size was like way too big and, you know, or talking to like the wrong angel or, you know, paying to pitch something, you know, all these mistakes, right? Like trying to, trying to sort of, uh, you know, help people, they can read and they can learn from my mistakes and then they can, you know, hopefully raise a lot faster. And um, I mean, our pre-seed round took about seven months to put together 750k and our, Seed round, we um, raised three point six million. It was literally within you know the course of several weeks, uh, it all came together. So I'd like to think that we we learned something. And I mean, we did raise like at the beginning of this year when things were still pretty frothy. So uh, definitely, you know, the the market uh, conditions, we were, we were very lucky on that as well. So that helped a lot too.
0: That's that does help. But yeah, you are probably so much more organized. You'd done it before. It's really, really, really helpful. I'm just excited of where you're going. And, and talk about you've you've got another kind of insight from you. Even though you raised like three point six million, the company's still pretty lean. Like, talk about kind of how you view headcounts and how do, how do you structure the rest of the team, like engineering, sales, marketing. How how are you set up right now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we have three teams: uh, engineering, sales, and support. And I think to me, like building a startup is pretty simple at the early days. Like, you just got to focus on coding and closing. So, um, you know, we focus on on shipping great features and listening to our customers and. Um, getting those, you know, products out there. I, I really think that world-class companies are built on world-class products, you know, whether that's Facebook or Google or, you know, uh, Zoom. I mean, they're there, DoorDash, you know, they're all really, I think, centered around great products. And so um, we, you know, hire the best engineers that we can and um, and really just equip them to do, do their best work. Um, we try and have like a lot of autonomy and flexibility in terms of, you know, ownership and you know, understand like in the military, they call it disciplined initiative. So, you know, trying to kind of focus more on the the goals or the outcome and then, you know, allowing them to mm. kind of, you know, develop the best route to get there. And then also helping us, you know, shape the outcome and the goals and, and, you know, see if maybe, you know, maybe they don't make sense. And then, yeah, on the sales and support side, we uh, hire folks from the restaurant industry, so they know the language, we teach them the tech sales piece, mm. which um, That's is, really smart. Yeah, yeah, it makes a huge difference. And, and then they teach us like, you know, they uh, can help when we get customer feedback, you know, help us kind of organize it and prioritize it, um, you know, help provide that voice to the customer. Um, and we're hiring folks from the hospitality background. So they're, they're awesome. They're just like natural people, you know, people, people. Um, yeah. And they, you know, really like provide that world class hospitality that they've provided in person. And now they just provide it. You know, online, and they're just a ton of fun to work with, and they all love to cut too. So we have great, very delicious uh, offsites. So,
0: well, maybe my first or second favorite business book—I'm forgetting the name—but it's written by a restauranteur, the hospital. It's like I see a seat at table, maybe. Yeah, Danny. Danny. Myers um, it's the guy who that. did Shake Shack. Yeah, Danny Myers. Yeah, yeah. It's such a good book. And you're right; people who've worked in the hospitality—they also just understand human beings. Yeah, and yeah. they understand the good and the bad with yep. people. You know, and it's pretty neat. Yeah. One kind of final question for you before we wrap up. Yeah. Was there a venue or a restaurant or someone that they signed up for perfect venue? You're, you were like, I made it like yeah. amazing. Like someone like you respected or a place you love to go to eat or love to travel to where you're like, oh man, this is like the real deal.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So um, that venue would probably be Ivy Wild there. It's a, it's a brewery in uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado. That was where I was stationed at the time um and bristol brewing is is a part of them which uh most folks in colorado know of it's just like absolutely amazing craft beer you got to go um and it's this old like uh elementary school is very like historic like classic uh built in like the 1900s uh that they've like converted into like a community center and a brewery and a restaurant and so when they signed up like i mean everyone in colorado springs knows them um and they've also just been like a phenomenal partner in terms of like you know customer feedback and i would like go and just like sit next to the, the sales manager literally for, for days and just watch him use the product and just take like take notes and notes and notes and then you know bring it back to the engineering team and, awesome. and just kind of iterate um so yeah they were definitely that that first big customer and i think for for any startup that like just makes you know a huge difference and that's kind of the, the first big milestone but you need that like the
0: customer that makes you feel special you know that keeps you going on the startup journal it's it's real it's really really cool well, Luke, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate you coming by. You can find, maybe get everyone where they can find Perfect yeah. Venue, how to reach out if they want to talk about either working with the company or maybe working at the company.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, if you're if you know a restaurant or brewery or something like that that you like, and it was a, a rough experience booking your holiday party um, this year, you know, feel free to let them know about Perfect Venue. We make it um, a lot easier for them. Um, you know, if you're an investor that's interested in you know helping small businesses and and restaurants, you know, get to the next level or vertical software, um, always, always down to chat. Um, and yeah, and most importantly, I would say we're always looking for team members. So um, I know a lot of companies have been, um, you know, laying folks off lately. We, we are not. We are, we are still growing quickly. Uh, we're trying to keep up with demand. And so we are, we're looking for really talented uh, you know, software engineers that love to build uh, world-class products and world-class, you know, experiences for customers, uh, always looking for great folks from the restaurant industry too. Um, and we're starting to build out our sales team uh, with folks that come, maybe not from the restaurant, but from a restaurant tech uh, sort of background um, or just folks that are interested. Feel free to reach out. Uh, my email is Luke at PerfectVenue.com. It's Luke, L-U-K-E at PerfectVenue.com. Website is PerfectVenue.com, obviously, um, you know if you want to want to check us out. So
0: Love it. Thank you so much. Great advice. Your blog is very generous. I encourage. It's first time founder. Just Google that with Substack. And uh, you're a pleasure to work with you. are a super nice person, and our team really appreciates you. So thanks, Luke. Really appreciate it, man.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Scott. We love working with you guys as well. All
0: right, buddy. Take care. Yeah. So when your trouble's are mountain, in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise, cruise Founders and Friends, it's Cruise Consulting, Founders and Friends with your host, Scotty Holmes. Oh,